Coming up on this episode of the Mario Rosenstock podcast. You know, if we could get back to the old days, I'll talk about property prices going shooting through the roof. Yeah. And, and say what Gerald Keane had, I don't know, foie gras and ducks and I'll, I'll send a few you rats for breakfast or something. I'll send you an email with everything. Yeah. How, how's the love life going? It's going great at the moment. Thank yeah, you yeah. very much. Blonde or brunette? Uh, lovely blonde. Oh, great, yeah. You're good for the blondes. Jeez, <laughs> I am. Yeah, yeah. At my age, I'm lucky. Can I write that on the back page? You can, yeah. Put that great in, yeah. great yeah. stuff. <laughs> okay, bye. Well, celebrity solicitor, lawyer to the stars, man about town, bon viver, Gerald Keane has a lot of titles. But you can add to that list tireless charity fundraiser, doting father, great storyteller. And in this episode of the Mario Rosenstock podcast, you will get to know all the many sides to the man about town, the enigma that is Gerald Keane. I got very, very angry at a midnight when I'm at home with my partner and I'm watching the review of the papers at close to midnight and top celebrity lawyer raided by cab. Mm. I mean, that was... Now, don't tell me. If you say, if people say they never saw me angry. That was seriously angry. Mm. I love I mean, girls. Been, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love girls. <laughs> I love girls. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah. I've been, I've what is it been, about girls that you like? You you regard women very highly. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. All that my top people that work for me are female. You know. Go away, yeah? yeah. Yeah. I was about uh, uh, eighteen stone eight, about eighteen eight, mm. and I lost nearly two and a half stone. Mm. I can lose weight fairly quickly for the first stone or two. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But mm. after that, then I'm lost because yeah. then you've got to really punish yourself. Just to tip you off in the mm. years that are coming up, mm. when she turns to you and says. Daddy, did I tell you I love you? Mm. That it's very important to check your credit card balance. <laughs> okay. That's very important. Right. Because you will succumb to the beautiful expressions of love. There's lots to come in this one, folks. My full chat with Gerald coming up right after we take a little sideways look at one of the big stories of the week. And of course, our lives have been defined over the last two and a half years by the big P, the pandemic. And um, it just emerged this week that Tony Holohan uh, has had his last week as chief medical officer. It also turns out that Paul Reed is stepping down as head of the HSE. And it's so we had our microphones, the Mario Rosenstock podcast, very close by, where apparently they had going away drinks. Get, let's get the band back together, eh? Anyway, lads, as chief medical officer on my final day, it's been a great honour. Yes. We had a good run, yes. a brilliant pandemic, Absolutely. but all good things must come to an end. Paul, yeah, Paul Reid, I know you're, uh, you're moving on as well. Yeah, 420k is going to be hard to say goodbye to Tony. What are you going to do with yourself, Paul? We'll have about 300 antigen tests in the boot of the car and a couple of hundred thousand masks there, so probably go on the road and offload them. Hello, gentlemen. Sam! Let's party! Sam, we were just saying it looks like the end of the road for the pandemic, so we just wanted to thank you for all your hard work. Yeah, oh. cheers, Sam. Yeah, you scared the bleeding shit out of him for two years he did so fair yeah, yeah. to you. Well, I couldn't have done it without the makey-uppy figures. So. Ah, the great oh. Philip Nolan. Philip Wasn't he Nolan, great? Philip. Hello, lads. Philip! I'm just back from Elton John, lads. <laughs> How many were at the gig, Philip? Well, estimates suggest there were anywhere between 40,000 and 16.3 million. <laughs> <laughs> You're a ticket, Nolan. How are you, lads? Luke! What's up, Luke? Yeah, I just got a call from um, Baz Luhrmann there. 
He's actually gonna, you know, the data suggests he's gonna make a movie about my life. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a shame this roller coaster has to end. Well, it's not over until the fat lady injects, gentlemen. Oh, I think we could get another winter out of it, to be honest with you. Anyway, what'll you have? Shots, 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 shots. What are you having? What are you having, Sam? I'll have an AstraZeneca, Tony. Philip Nolan, what are you having? Johnson and Johnson, Tony. Brilliant. Look. Pfizer, straight up the veins there, Tony. Thanks, Chief, and five flaming Modernas while you're at it. Go and on. the monkeypox on the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> to the pandemic. Pandemic. The pandemic. Eject. <laughs> Get it in there. Get it into you, Cynthia. Oh, it's prickly. <laughs> up the yard, lads. Actually, uh, now that I think of it, I actually hope the band never got back together, and I know you do too. Right, let's get to the main course. You will probably know Gerald Keane from his many appearances on radio, TV and on the back pages of the social pages of the Sunday Independent, RSVP, VIP, all those magazines. But you will have only got to know a certain side to Gerald through all of that. And I think over the course of this conversation, you might get to know some of the many other sides to the man. And I kicked off the chat by simply asking, how's life? Very good, thank God. Yeah. Very good. It's only recently I've started wondering am I getting a little bit older because uh, I live this life of, uh, it's my last day. It's my last day. I wake up every morning. I don't want to curse on this wonderful program as I wouldn't like to bring the, the standard down, but I wake up every morning. I say, geez, I made it. I have another day. Hmm. And then I go and just enjoy myself. And I really do. Yeah. And I love, uh, I love life and uh, I wouldn't change too much about it. Yeah. I mean, nowadays you have celebrity... Um, Celebrity cooks, celebrity yeah. gardeners, celebrity architects, yeah. celebrity fucking plumbers, <laughs> celebrity window cleaners. I'm glad we can curse on this part. Ah, this is no problem at all. Okay. But you were one of the first in the sense that people called you a celebrity solicitor. Yeah. Yeah, it's strange. I mean, like, if I'm being honest, it probably did me more harm in building a practice because at a very young age, I love football. I was very close to my parents. I'm the eldest of three brothers in a council and my sister's an accountant. Two and a half years between myself and Richard and then about five, six years between myself and Adrian. But um, I started out with a great love of football and I was in a great school in Cork, Lodge to Crease 3, which was hurling and, hurling and getting football. But I went into the soccer uh, and followed the soccer. I was no good at it, but I followed it. I met Jim Kerr of Simple Minds at a very young age and we were only kids. And then we kind of grew up. And at the time I was playing tennis, I remember my parents kind of saying to me, you know, um, you know, leave the professional tennis until you do well in the leaving cert, then become a professional tennis player. You know, basically acknowledge that I was useless and don't get sidetracked. So I remember Jim at an early stage, I think it was Jim or Charlie, I can't remember which one it was, saying they were going to go into music. I was saying, no, no, stick with the How same. did you meet Jim Kerr? I think it was in, a, I met one of them, both of them or one of them in the Bishop, uh, sorry, I was going to say the Bishop Blaze, Manchester, in um, a pub up in um, Glasgow. What's the Celtic pub up there? I can't remember uh, I can't remember the name of the Celtic pub, but I met him up there. And we were very young at the time. It'll come to me. It's when Derry Trainers, Derry Trainers. Mm. And we were only kids, like, or young, you know, and it was either Charlie or Jim. And then through that, they came to Ireland. I met with him in Ireland. They'd come and spend time with us in, uh, when we were living in Killiney. And then through him, I met Samuel Abana, Duran Duran. And then through him, it kind of went from there a little bit. But all the time, I was trying to build a practice for people. Mm. And that was what I never lost because I was close with the guards because God rest my father, he was sergeant of the guards. Mm. So I, I concentrated on the guards and looked after them very well and spoke, you know, very pro guardy all of the time mm. and still do to this day. But what happened was I, was I was trying to build that 
and I had I had won a good case for a lovely girl in Erlingus to change the teapot. So I got the cabin crew from Erlingus. They changed the teapots from the kind of spill ones that used to open to the screw top. Then I got a load of them and then I got taxi drivers. But all the time, I was still being associated with hanging out with, you know, Simon, who was over last week and Duran Duran or Andy McCluskey, the custom moves in the dark. And then it moved from there where I ended up looking after George Michael in relation to a number of queries that he had and then Prince at the time he was involved in difficulty here but that wasn't really my work if that makes sense no it was I understand. very small but people people but people identified that they did, in newspapers and, and they stuff. did and then the difficulty you had is just stop it, there about George Michael for a second right because yeah. I adore George Michael God rest him yeah absolutely but I mean you know I really do mm. love George Michael and yeah. I loved his what I loved about George Michael as well as was, was his independence yeah you could see a mile off that this was a fellow who was going to take no shite yeah, off people, and he was quite prickly as well. Yeah, and like, did you, what? 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 I mean, never he, met him. Never met him. No, I never met Prince. No, unlike the others, where I formed, you know, a close friendship with. It was dealing through either their accountants or their yeah. lawyers abroad who wanted advice pertaining to matters in Ireland. Okay, okay. Like I never met Prince, even though. Yeah. We worked for two and a half years in these cases. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't get to talk. You and to Prince him. in the same room would have been a good. I mean, you're dressed <laughs> all in purple. Thank you very I much. I mean, Jesus Christ, you are Prince, basically. Jesus, I Prince, that. meet Prince. <laughs> what the fuck is this motherfucker? <laughs> I'm the Irish Prince. I'm a solicitor and I dress in purple. I'm and it's you. purple fucking rain. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good point, but I didn't even think of that today. Yeah, but I never met with him. I did suggest we want meet for a glass of wine or a chat about the case. Mm. But basically, I think they kind of said fuck off and just concentrate on yeah. <laughs> the work. But that would have been a setback, if I'm being honest, because when you're out there and you're trying to do work and you're dealing, you're, 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 you know, if you're acting for Mario Rosenstock and Prince and these people, <laughs> the only people that, who are more important to me, people who are friends and people who hang out, they would then associate you with... Okay. You know, that end of the... But for whatever reason, you got tagged with that. DJ. And, and, yeah. and also you used to... You know, you used to appear on like TV and Tuberty yes, Tonight and yeah. stuff like that and the many. Late Late Show yeah, and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, but you weren't dragged kicking and screaming onto these I things, no Gerald. no problem. No, I was <laughs> criticised many years ago for my first ever incident where myself and my then wife went out with Simon Yasmin Le bon. mm. We wouldn't get into a picture. It was the first ever, I think, press. Attack. And we were criticised for being, you know, strange or I don't know what words were used. We didn't get into the picture. Mm. And then we decided maybe we did wrong, maybe we should have got into it. So the next time we did, mm. and then it took off. I like no difficulty. I use the forum a lot of the time, and I've had four or five late late shows. I've had programs on TV, and I only did TV3 last week. Mm. I, I, I've used it to try and get across a message as well and to support, because most of my life has been, in my spare time, has been helping charities. That's what I love doing. I, I, I love doing it quietly, and then sometimes it's more public. Mm. And only when I'm dead and gone, people will know the bits I did, which I enjoyed as well. Mm. But I used that to promote those. Mm. I used that. I was very outspoken and still would be about, you know, and I've been approached to go into politics so many times over the years, which surprises me as well, but I have. You know, things like the HSE, where Mm. if you spend, you know, people talk about the HSE all the time. I have been hugely critical for 25 years about the HSE, not about frontline workers. But if you're spending 35 or 40% of your money, euros on administration, then that's a problem. So what I used to do when I did Marion Fluke and God rest her, and I did that mm. every 
month for years mm. I used to go out to the hospitals on a Saturday night so if I was at a dinner or a party or a function mm. I'd leave and I'd head to Tala mm. or I'd head to Vince's and I was in Cork and then Galway and talk to the nurses mm. talk to the maintenance people mm. talk to the food canteen people mm. That's where I learned everything. Mm. Not from bringing in lawyers or mm. marketing people or researchers. But did you like the attention, though, that you got? I never minded. I mean, I, mm. I went to, 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 to four concerts last week and the attention is there all the time. It doesn't bother me. You're irreparably, irrevocably associated with this, this great period in Irish life, the, the Celtic Tiger period as well. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean, I mean be, be open with me now, right? Because I like to paint pictures on this podcast as well, yeah, right? Please I do. want you to cast your mind back to let's say the best, the most, the, the best out there party yeah. you can remember throwing or being at yeah. or having. And give us a, give us a flavour for the, the, the ornamentation. The one that's kind of most talked about, which I would do again tomorrow, yeah. if I could. I have no problem, yeah. was my own 50th. Go on, take me through the details. No, no, but you see, that got a lot of publicity because first of all, um, I was with Lisa Murphy at the time and mm. Lisa uh, had an idea and that was the former girlfriend of Michael Flatter. That's correct, yeah. Mm. And then she came up with this idea of doing a kind of a, a French period style party. But the reason, you see, again, there's a few principles I hold strong in life. For every one person that criticises your gorgeous wife and you for the vehicle you arrive, there's 1,500 people who think it's great. <laughs> like everybody, I love, I love criticism. If somebody rings up and says, I don't like it, Tens of thousands of people loved it and say, let's do it again. I'd do the same party tomorrow. What people don't realise, which is was well known at the time, is that we raised just over 60,000 euro for charity. Right. So I went to charity. Yeah. So if they want us to walk around naked for my 60th yeah. and we raised 60 euros for charity, we'll do it. I actually remember the party you're talking about because it was, so, it was so widely photographed. Yeah, but it was so widely photographed because Martin Fry from ABC played, Belinda Carlisle yeah. played, Ronan Keating played, Aslan played. They, they were all Ronan, they all played at it. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the thing about it is, would I do it, like, I think some, like some newspaper reporters think I'm in some way embarrassed. I'd do it again the same next week yeah. if I got order. How, how much did it cost approximately that part? I don't know because I'll tell you why, and I'm not being evasive right. here, I tell you. I, I paid for everything because I wanted the money to go to charity. Yeah. So nobody paid. They just made donations. I didn't want presents. Right. But at the end of the day, it's all about you know what you do yeah yeah like i mean would i do it again you ask the charity's got the money yeah they'd say listen we'll have support so for any kind of sometimes you know i remember certain newspapers you know you ring up and you'd say listen why don't you mention the good oh we're not interested in good news mm. but for everyone that criticizes you mm. i believe there's ten thousand people who think it's great mm -hmm. so you got to put it in perspective mm. so when when i went down and money went down to uh cork down syndrome mm. or uh went to um icbc or to whatever mm. Um, that's what it's about. It's mm. like when we brought Princess Anne over mm. and had dinner for her and charged 10,000 euro table, all went to charity. I've had 11 concerts in my home uh, from Aslan to The Stunning to Sinead O'Connor to Mundy. Uh, I mean, I, I, I've lost the list of them. For those, you know, they perform free. I pay all the costs and expenses. I, now, I do get friends who might bring in beer and that. All the money goes to charity. We can raise up to 100,000. Yeah, yeah. But then what happens, you read in the paper, so celebrity bash and... But they don't realise, like, A, I'm paying for her. Yeah. No, it's not as much as I, I, I wish I was in the league of yeah. the JP Manus, but it's still a lot of money to me. Yeah, exactly. So, paying for that. so the money all goes to charity. From your perspective, me. from your perspective, live every day like it's your last. Have a ball. You're a bon viveur. And yeah. in fact, you would argue that a lot of this stuff, you're doing it for charity anyway. No, I wouldn't argue it. I am. Yeah, you yeah, are. I am. Mm. Where do you get that from? I, 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 I mean, for example, right. 
Like, I believe I'm a man of um, some, you know, uh, charity, mm. some empathy. Um, but I'm so busy looking after my family and working that I don't get, get as much time. And I'm kind of wondering, yeah. where does this um, real philanthropic desire come from? No, where so does it come from? I think from- it came from that I didn't realize one person could make a difference. I did something, you know, simple. Uh, maybe it might have been even flashy, like buying something at an auction in the public layer. And then all of a sudden, afterwards, there was a kind of a follow-up of a letter and then they invited me around. And then I said, Jesus, I did make a bit of a difference, but I didn't know that. So then I decided I don't go to pubs. I don't, like, I'm used to golf. I don't. So my, my life would be been you know, spending time helping out. And I've I've done uh, cookery classes down in Father Peter McVerry. I do the meals down in Penny Dinners in Cork. Go and it's still and, as strong in you as ever, is it? As strong as ever, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm hoping you might help me now get a wonderful band for another concert we'll do during the summer. Mm. And I won't charge you the full 100 euros to charity. I'll only charge you <laughs> 75 because you're a good guy. Very good. Actually, our first caller is on the line. Will you say hello to him? Yeah. It's actually Ronan Keating. Oh God! Say, just yeah. say hello to him. Say hello to him there, uh, Gerald. Yeah. Hello, Ronan. Fair play. How are you doing, Gerald? It's great talking to you, my friend. It's Ronan here. I'm absolutely loving the conversation. Spellbinding. Listen, um, you're still practicing the old law, yeah? I am. Yeah, I have now, to. Just keep this down, will you? This is all sub judice, okay? Habeas yeah. corpus, okay? Um, I've been accused of murder recently, right? Yes. Um, Christy Moore and Van Morrison have accused me of murdering three of their records. Okay. Yeah. I'm wondering, would you be able to defend me? Uh, no problem whatsoever. Just simply plead not guilty. Just plead not guilty. Well, I can't do that. You see, they released them already and it's obvious I'm guilty. Oh. <laughs> they heard them. All right, well then we've a problem. There's a large jury as well in the public and they're all <laughs> against it. It looks like I'm going down. Don't you worry about that. We have a lot of support in Australia for you. Okay, it's you and me, Gerald, yeah? Yeah, I'm with you. Against the way. world. Defend me against these guys. No problem at all. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Thanks, Gerald. Thanks, Brilliant. Buddy. Brilliant. Jesus, see? They're all listening. They're all listening. There's more callers to come as well. I'm sure. Yeah, there is. You said, talked about Operation Transformation yeah. as well earlier on. Yeah. And I mean, um, first of all, I'm always, I always think it's funny whoever gets the call. Imagine getting the call from Operation Transformation. Yeah, hi, you're very fat. <laughs> I'm always you're, worried about getting that call. You're obese. Well, I think, again, it's about being truthful. I, I said it. But did you get a call from them? I did, Chad. I and said, listen, we'd really like you on board. And I said, just I'm really fat. Like, I need something to be done. You know, and they said, oh, that's good. We didn't want to say anything. <laughs> but, no, uh, we just wanted to ring you and hint. And hint, yeah. No, I told them straight up front. Yeah. This is very important. You and you were, were you, how heavy were you? When you- I was about, uh, I was about 18 stone, uh, te- uh, 18 stone eight, about 18 eight. Mm. And I lost nearly two and a half stone. Mm. I can lose weight fairly quickly for the first stone or two. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But mm. after that, then I'm lost because yeah. then you've got to really punish yourself. Mm. And then there were delays at the end because there was there's always these critics saying it's a program for TV and it's no use and all that. I don't agree with that. I thought it was brilliant because it gave me a diet. I learned things I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that whole grain pasta because I'm a diabetic, so I know my sugar levels. Yeah. That you take pasta and then you take whole grain pasta, just a huge difference. Slow release. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I mean, it was whole grain pasta. I, I didn't have to take any insulin. Yeah. And they learned things about the whole grain pita bread with the chicken slices, low fat mayonnaise, tomatoes. And I'm going back to that now because mm. I started mm. kind of in my head last weekend. And are you still a type 2 diabetic? I am, yeah. For this, yeah. yeah, yeah. And is that a permanent 
yeah, condition. It is. Yeah. You, you know, it can be reversed. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, let me put this way: I, I was with another a young, guy like me won't be reversing <laughs> it. I was going to say, there's no way. I went to Italy for a wedding a few years back, and my partner at that time said, "I can reverse this." And geez, after two days, I was ready to shoot myself. <laughs> I said, "I prefer to burn myself to death." So, how is your health now? Uh, I I would be, uh, I'd be very happy. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. Okay. Um, all the time, yeah. I don't get down about anything. Yes. it's really hard to understand. But uh, health-wise, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm. I'm 64. Um, coming up the stairs. I think you look good. It's ex- I think you look great. That, that's just because I always loved you, and I wrote you a lot of letters, and then you went to the guards <laughs> and said that I was a stalker, and they. No, asked you me not do to. look great. You do, <laughs> I wouldn't have put you near 64. I know. Well, I feel great. 54, but, 55. That's very kind of you, but uh, like I'm not coming visiting you regularly up those stairs. Yeah. So, that's, so, 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 what you're saying in a roundabout way is you're still diabetic. You still have to inject. What is it? Once a week? Once a day? Uh, five, five times a day. Be, uh, sorry, uh, four times a day. Four times be, a day before breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then at you night. Prick yourself. Yeah, I just did it at lunchtime. You know, Jesus Christ. I went with a great friend of mine. To lunch, he took yeah. me to lunch, and uh, yeah. um, I looked at the menu. And you, you, do you have to do you have to choose certain stuff? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, listen to me. If anybody out there is a diabetic and wants advice, yeah, I am up at the top. Right, I've, gave, I've given it. Yeah, but that's where my yeah. ends. Yeah, I don't. Follow When's the last it. time you were keyboard? I don't follow it. I did an article about Gilbo's once and uh, it was about um, about six months ago Jesus that's a long time for you now yeah but it's not my restaurant I go to Dax oh Uh, Dax yeah yeah. I love Olivia there and I go to Dax and I love going over to Seoul restaurant Larry Mm. Moran's place and I love fish across the road here and Pearl Sebastian and I, I like I love restaurants you know I don't I don't I don't go to bars I love restaurants and Mm. I love food and Hello. There's another caller on the line, would you believe? <laughs> uh, it's uh, Brendan O'Connor. Oh, Brendan, Brendan O'Connor, say hello. Hello, Brendan. Hi, hi, Gerald. Hi, Gerald. Gerald, great, really enjoying the conversation. Um, can we get back to the old days when, you know, you, I'd ring you or you would ring me in the Sunday window and just <laughs> tell me what you had for breakfast, like, because that would fill the back page. <laughs> so could, could we get back to, the, to having a good time? I could, Brendan. I rang you several times last week. That's, that's right. No, exactly. Well, no, no. no well, now I want to, because I want to find out what you had for lunch and stuff. So, you know, if we could get back to the old days, I'll talk about property prices going shooting through the roof. Yeah. Um, and say what Gerald Keane had, I don't know, foie gras and ducks and I'll, I'll send a few you rats ma- for breakfast or something. I'll send you an email with everything. Yeah. How, how's love? Life it's moment. going great at the moment. Is, Thank yeah, you yeah. very much. Blonde or brunette? Uh, lovely blonde. <laughs> oh, great, yeah. You're good for the blondes. <laughs> Jeez, I am. Yeah, yeah. At my age, I'm lucky. Can I write that on the back page? You can, yeah. Put that in. Great yeah, stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You've given me enough now. Thank you, Brendan. Okay, bye. Bye. Jesus, Brendan. He's still at it after all these <laughs> he's years. He's a great man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, how did that work, by the way, that whole thing with the Sunday Independent? I mean, be honest with me now. Do they, I will, I will. I mean, yeah, I mean, um, like, let's, let, 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 hold on, just put it down to brass tacks. Mm. You'd be going, how do they know everything about what's going on in Gerald Keane's life? Mm. Now, somebody could, uh, could say to you, my God, Gerald Keane's such a celebrity. They're all following him around. But you know this is Ireland and that's not the way it works here. Mm. So how would it work? Would you, would you, would they, would they ring you every so often and go, Gerald, we think you're an interesting person. People are interested in hearing about you. Would you give us a ring every so often and tell us what you're doing? Because people would like reading it. Yeah, I, I would say, yeah, let me put this straight, because of the fact that I'm so busy, I, I, I'm not one of these people who are sitting around wondering who to ring uh, about my social life. I would say that the vast majority of information they got was from people who I was with. Right. So that's the first thing. Okay. Um, who I was with. I mean... And would you, they, be, would you be aware of the people you were with knowing that they I, might be giving I, I, I information I would certainly know of a number. And there wouldn't be any badness. No. But if I had a party in the house 
and, and I did. And so you I wouldn't had, mind it being said? It didn't bother me yeah. because it, it just didn't bother me. I didn't read most of it. Mm. I mean, I didn't read. Seriously? Was, no, seriously, because people say to me, oh, you're in the Independent every week. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had time. I was, when I, even when I was reviewing the papers in, in RT and did it for so many years, I'd read the front page, mm. you know, and I might glance if there's photographs, but you know, I, let, let me put this with you. I never in my life rang any newspaper. It wasn't just the Independent. Mm. I mean, all the papers were doing it other than the, you know, the tabloids mm. were doing it. And the magazines. Hmm. I never in my life once ever rang any paper or magazine and said, I'm going to be here with so-and-so. Right. I mean, that to me is ludicrous. But, no, no. But, but well, it isn't ludicrous. Well, no, no, for me, it's ludicrous. Yeah, I'm not talking about it isn't ludicrous. It's a transaction. It's a transaction, I suppose, yeah. But I never did that. I mean, I never said, right, oh, you by were, the way. But, but as far as you're concerned, it would have been people who you would have been hanging out with. Would well, have I, said. Can, I can give you an example. I would say on at least half a dozen occasions... Uh, restaurants would have rang newspapers That's to true. say who I was there. I had that as well, yeah. Did, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, did, did at least half a dozen occasions. But there's never a question I'd ring up, hey, Brendan, would you do me a favour? I tell you what i do is I'm seeing somebody and we're going here on Friday. I mean, I'd be embarrassed yeah. to do that. Yeah. But, but the people I'm with, the restaurants, the customers yeah. in the restaurants, you know that. And then they would ring me. Don't get me wrong. Mm. They'd ring and say, oh, by the way, we heard you were with so-and-so. I'm like, is, that, is that correct or not? Yeah, yeah. And, and even when I dated Sonia um, and we were across the road here in, um, the Ivy mm. I mean there was photographs published that we had no idea right with a photographer from across the road around the corner yeah yeah and, and Camille that's the other thing you're well known for as well being a kind of a, a, not only a bon viveur but like always a lovely lady on your arm and stuff like that yeah I, I love I mean, girls been, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love girls I love girls <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, I you know, I mean, you know, did, you know, did, I, 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 yeah, I've been. What I've is been, it about I, girls that you like? I, I love their eyes. Yeah, no, no, actually, I, that was a more serious question because in, oh, in, sorry. in the little research we did about you, mm. you've, you've, you've some really nice quotes about women. I mean, yeah. like you're very, you, you, you regard women very highly. I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do. All that my top people that work for me are female, you know. Go away, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, I would even say Claudia, my ex-wife, mm -hmm. is so much a better parent than me. Right. Because um, I want to give Kirsten and Spoil, because Claudia would be a better parent than me. And I mean, it was a good, interesting question. Here's some of the things you've said about women. Yeah. Um, I've met many women who approach me for all the wrong reasons. I cop yeah. onto it immediately. Is that yeah. right? Do you? Yeah, I do. Can you yeah. get a feel for people? I can, yeah. I tell mm -hmm. you why. If you're 63 or 64, as I am now, you're massively overweight. Ah, uh, you're um, not. Uh, no, no, I am. Jesus, don't lie to me. Uh, but you're not. Well, well, and, and you're out for, you know, in a, a wine bar or at a party and some 35-year-old comes up uh, with massive breasts, wearing very little clothes and says, you know, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. That That's kind of quick. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, I'd like to move in with you or I'd like to get married. Mm. How long do we know each other? Like 40 minutes. And actually... You kind of know. Oh, but actually, actually, but it is interesting that you... That, does that, that make sense? Well, it does make sense. <laughs> Has that happened to you where somebody would go make it clear within even minutes that they uh, want to... No, I'd be lying if I said minutes, but very quickly they'd, they'd you know, they, 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 they'd give you the eye or whatever. Yeah. But you, 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 I think I've always been sensible enough to know that. You yeah. know, and I'm always very... I, I would be very respectful. Mm. I'd be criticised by some uh, female groups because I would always stand up for a lady leaves the table. I would always open a door. Mm. I would never walk ahead of a lady. Mm. I'd, I'd be very old-fashioned like that, which I think comes yeah. from dad. And, and I remember once some woman from a female group getting on and saying, you know, that I'm a chauvinist pig or something. Mm. And then I had 
840 emails into RT or something saying this is the nice thing I've ever heard so that's what I'm saying like you know mm. what I mean they they're, are sharper than men and more intelligent yeah I would think they're yeah I would think both yeah mm. Cam, they are calmer cooler they see the whole picture and are more focused yeah yeah some exceptions but yeah mm. I often thought, I thought myself that um, there, there probably wouldn't have been as many world wars had, <laughs> well, no, had women been, yeah. been no, in charge because, yeah. because men are risk takers yeah. and they're more entitled, they're more in, inclined yeah. to, you know, be full of testosterone, yeah. um, to yeah. square up to each other, yeah. horn on horn yeah. and to push a button. Yeah. Whereas women are more, maybe it would be, you know, if, if, if Hitler and all that had been... <laughs> women and all that they would have just bitched about each probably, other yeah, exactly, rather yeah, yeah. than actually fought yeah, yeah. Yeah, they would have, yeah. oh, actually I think that analogy is probably going really really <laughs> into, into a bad place but anyway. um, who else have we got oh yeah yeah so the other one was you, so you went out with Lisa as well remember yeah. Lisa Murphy was one of your um, uh, girlfriends and she used to go out with Flatley that's right did you ever have anything to do with Flatley no, I bought, I bought his shoes you know, at an auction. You what? I bought his shoes at an auction before we met, actually. Go on, tell us yeah. about that. What, what was I don't know what auction it was. The shoes came up signed and I bought them. How much were they? I can't remember, I, to be honest. I couldn't remember because I've, you know, it's gone back years, but yeah. I know that uh, when these were, I think we, she put them in the attic. I thought, I must find them. I don't know where they are. But. You have flatly shoes? Well, the dancing shoes signed, but... Like you don't know It's like my great friend Ian Rush Every time I go to a thing He sells the top he wore In the European Cup final In Turkey I mean I said how often Did you change your top Because like, I four them Like fuck every Every fucking ten minutes He's there Taking off his top Yeah And, and we've Ian Rush's uh, European Cup final top That he wore And I, he looks at me And I look at And him you're and there I bought that in, in, in Balladrine three no, years no. ago. No, I bought four of them. Like, I bought I mean, four of them. How often did he right. change his top? Actually, funny that you mentioned, tell us what else he bought that uh, that would be good to talk about. Flatley shoes. Ian I, mean, I, bought, I bought a couple of cars that I gave back into the auction. Yeah. I did that twice. I did it for, um, was it the Crumlin Street Hospital or something? Going back a few years mm. ago. And there was a bit of maybe a couple of extra glasses of wine involved in that, but... You know, I you know I I bought the car and then there was a big, uh, you know, lovely applause and then I said right there's a check and I put it back in again. Yeah. I don't want it. Yeah, that was a bit of showmanship. Yeah. you know, which you know, yeah, I, I'd be readily you know admit to. I mean, mm. it's not like I do about it, but that's yeah. that's a couple of glasses of wine involved yeah. and then you get a bigger round of applause. You don't even there. remember it, but he doesn't even remember it because I probably doesn't. There was a he actually outbidded me right oh, once <laughs> for a thing. Now this was pathetic, really, right. <laughs> Because years ago, right, I was um, we were at a big, this big do in the Burlington Hotel, and I was pissed. And this, this the auction came on, and it's like, and our next item is Eddie Irvine's jacket, Eddie Irvine's <laughs> jacket, the real Eddie Irvine. And people go, Mario, you do Eddie Irvine on the radio. Go on, make a bid, make a bid. And I went, uh, I went two hundred quid, two hundred quid, two hundred quid. We have two hundred quid. We have two hundred quid. We have two hundred quid once. Two hundred quid twice. Four thousand euro. <laughs> You did that on the TV. Some bollocks, right? <laughs> I looked behind and it was Gerald Keane who bid like 4,000 euro for Eddie Irvine's jacket. Oh, Jesus. And, and I went, fuck that. So I went up to the bar anyway and could see it. 4,000 euro sold. I went up to the bar and he comes up behind me. He doesn't remember this. He comes up, well, would you like the jacket? Would you? I'll give it to you yourself. Really? Uh, yeah, you offered me the jacket and I went, fuck off. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And uh, anyway, so you're a great man for outbidding people. I uh, Well, I love doing I love, there's a bit of competition there, but... Uh, it's yeah mm. Mm. that's all I can say that oh yeah very good um, who else is on the oh there's a new person on the, oh, somebody else on the line Christy Dignam is on the line oh yeah, Christy. say hello say hello hello Christy 
<laughs> you could say that. Sorry, will you just explain to the listeners why you have three bars? I, I, it was kind of by accident. A friend of mine had... Uh, yeah, do you know what? What's the name of that lovely pub? It's well known up in Rathgar, opposite Coleman's. The 10-something. The 109 or the 10... Yeah, just get back to the answer uh, there. The 108, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a friend of mine had that and he was very kindly offered me the all the uh, furniture, so I took it and created a bar. You're mad. That's somebody else said to me as well about Gerald. They went, when he was designing his house or something, yeah. he'd go down into Brown Thomas, he'd see the furniture in the room and he'd go, yeah. I want the whole room. Yeah. Right? Right? They'd go, the whole room, okay? Then he'd go next door to next. That's go, correct. I want the whole how room. Did you, how did you know that? It's research. That's and so impressive. basically in his house, he'd go, there's Brown Thomas, there's next, there's McDonald's, there's Captain yeah. America. Every single fucking shop on Grafton Street no, yeah. is in his but, house. But it is funny because people say to me, Jesus, did you just do this yourself? I said, I did. Such wonderful taste. So you just everything matches. <laughs> I just bought the, the artificial plants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the towels. Yeah. The mirrors. They all matched. That's extraordinary. Well. And that was Christy Dignam, of course, there on the on the on the line. And yeah. He did three. Or he did. Oh concerts, yeah, Christy concerts. and I would be very close. Yeah. yeah. Oh really? Very close. Yeah, very close. Mm. Oh yeah, I go up and we go up for a bite to eat and the, mm. is the hole in the wall or whatever it is up there. I think we we go. For, we haven't been in a couple of years. Covid like kind of knocked it back a bit. Mm. And with Christy's situation, you got to be careful. That's but right. I was down in Cork with him recently. Yeah. A couple of four weeks back. Yeah. We played the Opera House. Yeah, yeah. Before you sold it out. I've sold it out. Yeah. I have many times I've again I th- actually do you know many times I think f- 46 or 7 are you serious yeah yeah 46 or 7 you're nights. loved everywhere and in Cork love you because I'm, I know from down there that's right and I, I've never understood that. well I've never quite understood it but I think I, I tried to rationalise it over the years why the gift goes down well down in Cork and I think it's um, I think it's to do it's a very political town um, but nobody likes the piss take more than Cork people. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. I remember once there was a famous DJ down in Cork who had a certain incident on a plane who you'd be aware of. I, I, I was a solicitor. You're a solicitor. Fair enough. I, no, I was a solicitor. You were a, was a solicitor. Yeah. No, I was his solicitor. That's right. I was yeah, his solicitor. Yeah. And, and anyway, there was a famous incident on a plane which people would be aware of. I don't need to say his name. Mm. And um, I remember I came down to do a show about a day after that broke. Yeah. And I remember taking three taxis that day and each taxi man had at least five minutes of good material on, on him. And yeah. it was all brilliant. Yeah. And you're just taking notes in the back yeah. of the car. So, so how is your life going? Like, so, I mean, have you had topsy-turvy times in your life? Well, let me put this with you. This is a very good question. Well is, I look on well as objectively, not subjectively. So every time I have a problem, I don't see this problem at all. Mm. Because when you go down to Barrettstown and you see what's down there, yeah. That's a fucking problem. Excuse mm. my language. Mm. I, I don't like that's cursing. Okay. But th- that's a problem. Mm. So everything is relative. And mm. it's, you know, I, I, of course I've had times. I mean, I'll never forget, you know, now some people would say, you know, when you divorce, is that difficult? I think, and I said it on the Late, late Show and I said it before, I think the one very positive thing out of divorce, I, I didn't, I mean, I have the world of time for, for Claude, who's my ex-wife. Uh, you and guys we, still t- stay in we, touch. We, we're very good, yeah. And yeah. there was no third party involved. It's just one of those things. But I was delighted that I learned to spend quality time with the most important person in my life, which is my only child, mm. Kirsten. Mm. 
I think I could be here today saying I've one regret in life if I was still married and that is that maybe I didn't have the quality time with my daughter I should have but the minute we separated Christmas was about eight every second weekend from five o'clock to Friday until Monday morning people ring up my office and say is he with Kirsten this weekend yeah because that was the end of it if Mario Rosenstock one of the great people I've met in my life said to me will you come for a glass of wine no I'm with Kirsten right if the Pope came into Ireland and said, could I meet with him? Not that he would. I'd say, no, he's with Kirsten. Yeah. So we did fishing and snorkeling and we did fishing on, you know, we get a fishing rod and then we'd go to every zoo, yeah. shows, concerts, hair done. So I think that I am so lucky in my life mm. that as a result of divorce, because mm. before that, I saw Kirsten every day, mm. but that wasn't quality time. I was coming and said, Daddy, look what I did in school. Oh, that's lovely. Show it to Mum. Tell Mum we mm. won't even now. We got to go out. Mm. I just want to get the sports news. Mm. That's gorgeous, darling. Mm. That's not a quality, mm. you know. And I think that was very important. When it comes to downtimes, you do. I mean, there are very few times that you get angry. I got very, very angry at a midnight when I'm at home with my partner and I'm watching the review of the papers at close to midnight and top celebrity lawyer raided by cab. Mm. I mean, that was, now don't tell me, if you say, people say they never saw me angry. That was seriously angry. Mm. Um, you know, because I, I'm, unf- I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with the story, just what's going on. What, what was oh, that? no, no, sorry. That was the one where I sued the papers. Um, yeah. And I won that. But I mean, I nearly collapsed. I couldn't believe it. I was up all night. Oh, no. Um, because I act for the guards. And what happened was, you know, two guards had come in 48 hours earlier yeah. to the office. No, could they see me? And if not, they'd come back the following yeah. day. And they buzzed me up and I was with somebody and said, are the guards? Oh, no, no, I'll see them because they're coming in all the time. Yeah. I remember once a car the car putting up before the lads got out in uniforms. And the pa- and some paper up. said then that you so, were raided. Raided, yeah. But what happened was, uh, yeah, and, and I, I said to them, oh, yeah, send them up. So they came up. They're two, two very nice people. And they were from the Criminal Assets Bureau and they asked me, did I act for a particular individual? And I said, it doesn't ring a bell. What was he buying a house? Let me check with the people in command. Okay, okay. So then we found out we bought a house with everything. They were delighted. There were no rush. I said, I get the file of the story. He said, no rush. And I said, no, I get a courier. And I said, you know, and all this sort of chat. And then uh, they had this in the paper and they had a picture of a door broken down. Oh. And, and like, this is not your door. My door. And like, it was a huge article, pictures of me coming out of the office. And I wouldn't mind the one picture was I look really worried. But was that I a massive to... mistake on their part then to do that? I mean, I, obviously it was incorrect, your point is. But was it also a massive error of judgment? Well, well the, the jury found that and they awarded me substantial damages. Yeah, yeah. I sued them and got substantial damages. Right. But I mean, you know, that, that would For defamation, mean, was it, yeah, Gerald? Yeah, yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That would annoy me a lot because you end up telling your only daughter who you love and adore and who you always want to impress, like you're a great father, no doubt. Mm. There's many others out there. You, you, you don't want to think that, you know, so the first thing I had to say is, isn't it? <laughs> not the lawyer or involved in criminal gangland. I don't mm. do criminal law. Mm. I admire solicitors who do it. I know mm. they do it. Mm. Because all these people have to have a solicitor. I, I don't mm. do criminal law at all. Mm. I can help you with anything. I do medical negligence and accident mm. claims and buying and selling houses, employment law, mm. probate wills. But I mean, that that was, that was, that was probably the angriest I ever was, mm. if I'm being honest. Mm. You know, I remember and, something, I remember something similarly Oh, awful in a way happened to Louis Walsh. Do you remember the Louis Walsh? That's right. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah, and yeah. a really awful, a scurrilous yeah, accusation yeah, was yeah, made against yeah. him. And and it was that thing of yeah. when the accusation is made, yeah. it's hard to it's hard to yeah. for to, to un un it un, is to unmemorize it. It is. Yeah, it is. And it was totally proven to be absolutely false. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 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 again, the jury found 
totally in my favour. Mm. It was all false. Mm. I mean, I, I then, then what happens is I get annoyed at people. I have no problem. I made a silly mistake about, oh, geez, I made many mistakes, but I made one about 15 years ago. I was speaking at a bank function in Dublin mm. and I had two glasses of wine. Mm. <laughs> well, sorry, I might have had three mm. <laughs> over five hours. This is pre the, mm. you know, the real clampdown. Mm. And it was all five hours, you know, six for four, 18 stone mm. real. Came out that evening, drove home, was caught, done for drunk driving. Yeah. And I went to the Late Late Show and said, like, I was so ashamed for myself, every, myself but I apologised to the guys. Mm. And I got a great response by saying what I did was wrong. Mm. And people, the amount of people that contact me saying, you know, in this country, you seem to get scandalised sometimes for a mistake. You shouldn't. I mean, a mistake is a mistake. Show me the person that hasn't made a mistake. I made more mistakes than anybody. But you own up to it. You then, but don't let it happen again, or don't let it happen again. And I think at the time that was all over the front page of five papers, five papers. Um, but that didn't bother me because these some of these, you know, paper goofs who, you know, I don't want to print good news. It doesn't sell papers. You want to bad news. That that's annoying. I think for for you know it, it, it's not right. I mean, good news should be published as well. But I have no problem with that. They come out with a thing that oh, you know, people like Gerald Keane or somebody wants to stop bad news. No, under no circumstances. Put the drunk driving thing 15, 18 years ago. Put that in the front. Put it on the six lap news file. I care. It doesn't bother me because that's truthful. <laughs> but don't say that my office is raided. You know, uh, when two guys went, we have a cup of coffee. Yeah. And they said, we'll come back the following day. No, 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 yeah. no, don't. I want to talk to you. How is, uh, you know, the lads no, but over see, But it, it taps in, you see, to people's sense of, um, people's sense of begrudgery as well. And and, yeah. and, and, and what I mean by that is, Oh yeah, no, I agree. The, the, the begrudgery they feel is, do you see that rich fella, Roy? He yeah. got fucking, you know, he was pissed out of his head, Roy. Right? Yeah. He, he got done, right? But didn't really get done. And he's on the late light show. Next week we see him out with George Michael on the fucking yeah. piss in his purple yeah. fucking jumper. It's one <laughs> law for them and yeah. another law yeah. for us. And well, so they just, you know, people, some yeah. people love to string well, together these I images. I totally agree. And I think as I go back to think, for every one of those, you're 15,000 who think you're yeah. a great guy, yeah. keep up the great work. Yeah. But I do agree it's not one law for them because I had a very strong possible defense in that case with the insulin, the intake of insulin, the sugar levels low. But I said, no, no. You copped it. I, I said, no. Yeah. As put in me, you copped it, mea culpa. Put me off the road. Yeah. I yeah. want to be punished well for this. Well done. You know, and well I done. took it. I said, I don't want any. So there's no, yeah. it wasn't one rule for me and one for them. No, I, no, but I'm saying that's the way some people I totally like agree. Yeah, 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 I agree. There's yeah, a little yeah. narrative they like to follow yeah, and yeah. I think it's unfair. Yeah. Do you know what, what? You've confirmed to me one thing today that I already thought and that is your ebullience and your positivity. And, and and I've been careful to think this. I thought it maybe uh, I was wrong about it. Surely he isn't, always, he isn't like this, but you are, you're a positive person. Oh you, yeah. You, you, yeah. You, you, you go through things. Yeah. I mean, that thing you described to me, those two things I would have found, especially as a father, deeply embarrassing to tell my child, yeah. I'm not a criminal, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and then they would have gone, maybe depending on what age they were, they would have gone, really? Yeah. And I would have gone, I swear yeah. I'm not. But it says it in the paper. And I go, don't believe everything in the paper. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But you go through things and, you know, relationships in and out, ups and downs and all this sort of stuff, but you are relentlessly positive. Yeah. It, and, it, yeah. And that is a wonderful quality because it keeps you floating. Yeah. And have you always felt that same level of positivity? Yeah. Or have you ever, f really? Yeah, I really, really? I do. I'm positive every day. Yeah. I so there's no point in you talk going to the mental health issues in Ireland and going, it's just not going to be an issue. It's just like, you don't need to talk to Brezzy or Blind Boy Boat Club or anything. No, but I did learn, I did learn a lot at a young age because I remember I became really good friends with Paul McGran. Uh, Paul and I go back a long way. I'm godfather to... 
Well, I, I think it's one somebody. I thought it was two at one stage it was mentioned. But, to his son. <laughs> but, um, but Paul, I remember when Paul explained to you he was going through a difficult time. Yeah. And it's the best lesson I ever got because I was very ignorant. Now, I'm going back. Jesus, I'm going back 35, 40. Go on. 40, 25 years ago. But I remember Paul explained to me when he was, he was down a bit. And I was kind of sitting there saying, hold on a second, mate. <laughs> You're married to Caroline. She's beautiful. You have a gorgeous son. You have a, a massive, beautiful house. You have a new contract manager tonight. You have a huge salary. What's that all about? And then I learned, really, it was a good lesson to me, that it's nothing to do with that. It's, sorry, in, in part, you can feel down, even though everything's going well for you. It's kind of a, what would you call, you might know more, Mario, because you might have researched more, but you, it's not your circle. I thought getting down was because things were going against you. But everything was going for Paul. But he had, I remember him telling a few of us like that, it's not about that. It's just you get down anyway. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's it's almost like a, an imbalance in the... Yeah, it's, it's depression. Depression, yeah. But I, I, was, I was so ignorant that mm. when I was 25, 26, I thought depression was... <coughs> Excuse me, the roof is all down your head. Yeah. Everything around you is dying. Yeah. But it's not. No, it could everything could be great. Everything could be great. Yeah. And and in fact, I think that in fact, I think depression lends itself to the idea that sometimes when everything is really great, mm. people feel shit. Is this as good as it gets? Well, I yeah. don't feel that good. And yeah. of course, they think they they look ontologically. That's a good point. Yeah. They look ontologically yeah. at their situation. Yeah. They go, I can't oh. go any higher technically. Yeah. And I still feel shit. Yeah. So if I feel this shit now, that's a good point. How yeah. crap am I going to feel? So yeah. in other words, they go right. I'm at the top of the tree. This yeah. is what it's like. Yeah. It's not that good. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a very good point. And I think I learned that. And I'd love to be able to help people. But I think you know I have a couple of friends who suffer from depression and. You know, I try and help them, but I know I'm not good enough or qualified enough to yeah. do it. And I, what I do to help them is set up appointments for them to go and see people. Yeah. Because my philosophy, I, you know, when you, you have to be trained. It's different helping people with illnesses and, you know, sicknesses. But I think with depression, it's very difficult. And my heart goes out to them. But I think the people that suffer from depression need professional help. Mm. Somebody like me, I can help you if you have a broken ankle. Mm. I can sort of try and get a quick MRI scan or something. Yeah. Or get, get you a quick physio. You know? Another caller on the line. Put on your headphones oh, there. <laughs> Another caller on the line. It's from, where's it coming from? Oh, it's from Castle Hyde. Oh. It's Michael Flatley. Say hello. No. Just say hello to him. No. Happy Jesus. Be Jesus, Gerald. Gerald, would you not say hello to me? No. You took my woman and you took my shoes. <laughs> I bought the shoes. You took me shoes and you took me woman. I want me shoes back. You can have them. Where are they? They're in the attic. Be Jesus, I want you to climb up there tonight. I don't care if you're out of breath and you're stabbing yourself with that insulin needle. I want them shoes and I want them back. You're getting them. Great stuff. Ganairi on Boherlat. And the same to you. <laughs> Very good. I want to ask you a load of questions. Number Go one, on. where were you born? I was born in London. Oh. I was born in London um, in the same hospital as Prince George. Excellent. Mm. Um, can I ask it you, is what, what did your dad work at? Pardon me? Where, where did your dad work? Oh, sorry. My dad uh, was an English teacher um, in Dublin and um, he is a kind of a poet and a writer as well. Fabulous. And yeah. is he alive and well? He's alive and well, yeah. Excellent. And can I ask you, how many children? I have two children. Dash is 14. Um, his name is Dash. And Bella, me, she's uh, nine. And would you agree with me that she is the ruler in the house? She's the boss and way ahead of all of you. And she she knows. is. 
Yeah, another couple of years. You spotted that. Yeah, another yeah. couple of years. You will understand that really you're useless and that she knows everything. Yeah, and she's only and, nine. And she only runs nine, the house. And she knows. Yeah, she runs the house. She runs. The she's house, nine. Yeah. yeah. Just another couple of years come back to me because I'm planning on writing another book about girls and wearing them because you, uh, you'll have all the same questions. But you're dead right. You're dead right. Yeah. She is. She is the powerhouse. Yeah. In three years' time, you will feel totally useless. Yeah. You will go home and think, where have I failed in life? My yeah. daughter thinks, and I'm she's in- worse now because because she's the second one. <laughs> yeah, and she's younger. Yeah. She feels she has more to prove. Yeah. <laughs> so she's even more of a... Would you agree that Dash has no chance at all? Not at all. He's, but he's, he's a shrinking violet. In yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And she, she's, I can almost see she's nearly looking after him already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You have no idea. And she's very defensive and, of him. Oh, good. And the next thing is, just to tip you off in the mm. years that are coming up, mm. when she turns to you and says, Daddy, did I tell you I love you? Mm. That it's very important to check your credit card balance. <laughs> okay. That's very important. Right. Because you will be you will succumb to the beautiful expressions of love right. of this young girl. And are you saying you're easily, it's easy for you to spoil your daughter? Yes. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. No matter what she wants. Uh, well, I've done it, but it's not yeah. the right way to do it. No, it's I mean, not. That's no. why Claude is a better parent than I am. But no. I mean, you know, when you're not there, but just, just, just remember they're dangerous words. Daddy, have I told you lately that I love you? Right, because there's something on the end of that. You there's just check your bank tail. balance. Yeah, there's yeah. a sting in the tail. Let me Prepare just check my bank balance. Um, the answer is no. <laughs> That's fantastic. Big fan. It's a great honour for me to be here. Enjoyed every minute. Didn't enjoy this walk up the steps, but that now I'm looking forward to going down them. All right, Gerald. Thank you so much. Pleasure, my friend. And there it is, my chat with Gerald Keane. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. And the man is actually great fun um, to be around. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to my podcast. Please follow me. But if you can do one thing for me, just tell one other person about the podcast if you really enjoy it. And you can contact me directly, mariorosenstock at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, and I'm on Instagram as well, Mario Rosenstock Official. Take it easy. I'll see you same time, same place next week.